Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conor Dolson, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. Today we are listening to the second part of my conversation with Jakob Fellander, the Swedish artist that is also one of two cover stars on the second print issue of Scandinavian Mind, on newsstands now. In this conversation, Jakob talks about using his new method to teach creativity in schools all over the world, getting familiar with AR and VR to add depth to his work, how NFTs and new ways of monetizing art as an artist, and the challenge of getting his exhibition and project postponed for two years. I hope you enjoyed this, as I really enjoyed having these conversations with Jakob. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated with the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinavianmind.com newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Jakob Fellander. Enjoy. We are now less than uh, almost two months out until the opening of the of the grand thing, and uh, I've been following this journey for over a year, year and a half, and I thought we could talk a little bit about that that process of bringing this all together. It feels like it's almost dependent on this massive scale that you always have the ambition to achieve in a way. Uh, and, and this to me is like the, 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 uh, the first time you've, you've done this with, there's so many parts of this, we, you move, which we've talked about before, it's, it's the art, the, the exhibition, the, the fashion, the AR, the technology, the education and so forth. Music. Uh, music. And, and it seems to me like, a, I, I'm curious how you view this, it seems to me like one part of the art is the fact that you have all these elements. I, I would imagine downscaling in whatever way you would, I guess you've, you've thought about many different avenues you know, during this process, but downscaling is, is like minimizing the art. Am I thinking Absolutely about it right? Absolutely right. Downscaling feels very wrong. It feels like I'm not uh, giving the art the, uh, the credit it, it deserves. At the same time, that's downscaling in um, in the impact. I mean, I want it to be uh, brutal and large, but uh, close and intimate at the same time, which mm-hmm. is the big uh, challenge. But the um, the way out of I mean, if it, if it becomes too large and too big, um, you, there's a risk of losing the connection. So you have to always balance those things. So when the remedy for being a project manager for too long for a project that didn't happen, sort of, uh, was to uh, call my musician friends and go into the studio and just uh, see if we could work on new music together. Because mm. that's then you're you get caught up in the reverb on the snare drum instead mm. of you know how global can we go. Mm. So I think that the play between those two are extremely important, uh, and they need to be, they need to, uh, they need to be balanced between those two. Mm. But but uh, just the reverb on the snare drum is not gonna uh, do it either. Mm. So there has to be a, a mix between that. 
What would failure look like to you? Failure would look like something that is just, it, it just um, like average, not like uh, massive failure. I mean, if it's if it crashes and everybody hates it and it's just awful and people throw tomatoes at it, that's not failure. Failure would be more like, yeah, it was something. Yeah, it was an idea, but you know, it didn't. Mm. So failure to me would would be not to go all the way, just to sort of get comfortable with mediocrity. Uh, that would that would be failure. Have you ever felt the risk of that? Uh, it's always there, because yeah. you have, that's where you end up if you don't push yourself like a you know with a whip uh, every day. So so it's always there. Because it's obviously it makes sense, you know. It's comfortable. It's mm. I know how to do this. It's uh, so it's always there. So uh, you have to have like a, a drill sergeant, a higher drill sergeant almost. Is there things that you? What is it that you consciously have to, you know, down prioritize or say no to? Or because I, I would imagine like you do these awesome looking photographic works. Uh, you have this, you, 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 you know, you did this technique with multiple exposures. Uh, you know, you know, it was it was highlighted by celebrities and, and you know world class politicians and, and everything. I mean, I, I would I would imagine it would be, up, you know, speaking of comfortable, comfortable to stay in that lane, keep producing that type of work because it looks amazing and it's you know the the thoughts behind that work is it, amazing and it, and it resonates. So going back to my question, do you have to consciously, you know, negligate that, or or is it more that you have to build new things on top of it? Can you can you still do that in a way? And, and it's, it's still I am, now I'm trying to burn those bridges. Okay, yeah. By giving away the way the method, <laughs> I've just, you know created an app so everyone can do it. <laughs> so then uh, then I pretty much burned that bridge, yeah. which will. Uh, hopefully forced me to go well I've taken many steps after that as well mm. but uh, yeah, yeah so I, I think it's effective to just burn the bridges uh, but at the same time I don't really have to burn the bridges uh, where I'm at right now because it's I, I still feel like there's I have so much drive to to uh, to see what's around the next corner. I think it's just a, a matter of uh, exploration, uh, the love of exploration. What's around the next corner? Mm -hmm. It's much more interesting than looking back at what was behind the last corner. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, it's not, what happens if I, okay, so what's, what, what, what's, the, what's on the next corner? Okay, what happens if I do this? What happens if, so it's, it's curiosity, I would say. Uh, if you're curious, then you always wanna see what's around the next corner. Um, but if you're not curious, uh, you can sit back and look at what you've done. But I do get that since I'm now telling the story. This is how it started, mm. and then that, then, and then so I'm tracking the chronologically tracking my own journey, and then I'm adding layers to it all the time. So I think um, hopefully it could be a good mix between getting to be nostalgic. So you're, you're burning bridges, but you're not really devaluating what you've done. But what you've done has been, it's, it's really becoming part of. It's becoming part of, yeah. of, 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 of the next step, so. Yeah. 
hopefully it's also and, and the reason why I'm also doing that is because uh, I want to invite help and educate the viewer in here's the journey mm. so you understand that this is the 10th step in the journey mm. then I think the journey is has makes more sense and it's easier to under comprehend and, and understand and relate to when you start your own journey mm. I, it's interesting that you use the term project manager because in a way when I look at what you do you know having run companies myself and projects and organizations and, and that you know I haven't done art but there are all these sort of elements you have to put in place to do something and the way you do art is really you're putting in place a lot of things and you're working with different organizations whether it be sort of you know AR programmers to you know uh, you know fashion houses to to other musicians to you know real estate companies and, and so forth. It's it's all these elements that needs to put in place. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's like you you're saying you don't want to be this project manager yet you you are creating okay, a situation so yeah, for yourself. Okay, probably you're right. No, I do maybe it's just being a project manager for something that doesn't happen. Is that what it is then? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but, but it seems you are, you're doing it yourself a lot of it. Right? You don't have I this am. team around you. Uh, so it's probably uh, that's that is a big part of it. Mm. So it's probably uh, and then creating things is a big part of it. So it's probably the mix. If it, it's probably just the balance. If it becomes too much mm. managing things and too little uh, creating things. Mm. Uh, obviously, if you're going to record something in a music studio, you need to make sure all the musicians are there and there's someone to press rec mm. and then you get to record it. But if you just assemble musicians in a studio and then tell them to go home and then assemble them again and then call them and but you never record the music, some frustration is going to uh, appear in, in, in probably everyone. Mm. So that's the, and that might be the frustration that, that um, I have felt. But but it's a, it's a, it's as like it's definitely a relevant part of art uh, to be a project manager. It, it's the pro, the managing part of the artistic sense is intellectual. Mm. The other part is intuitive, and I think when I, so probably what happens that makes me miserable is when I'm too much in my head and too little in my body or in this world or in, in the, so it's it's probably when I'm too much in my head um, that makes me miserable um, and then um, coming coming getting out of my head and being uh, this I, I don't even I say intuitive but I don't really know if that's the right word it's not like I'm intellectually making art I'm just um, letting it happen through me mm. sort of more than it's it's done through me more than by me um, so I think that's the uh, and then to do that and to know whether something should be a, a little less turquoise or not it's not an intellectual decision it is, uh, it, is, it is being in tune with something that I don't know the name of mm. uh, and then uh, balancing it and finding, finding the right uh, 
the, the right answer, then the right answer is, is always, um, it's feeling the right answer rather, rather than thinking the right answer. That's a good way to put it. And, you know, I think when people think of artists, it's, it's, it's you know, the, the, the brush strokes against canvas, like that. that's the ultimate image, right? And, and that's, you know, there's, there's some divine intervention in why certain artists can do it more beautiful or more thought-provoking than others, in a way. So that's, that's sort of the intuitive part of it. But you've decided to make the whole process the art. Right. And, and ex ex sort of extrapolating whatever, you know, aesthetics you have or, or whatever you've done in the past into something new and, and, and placing these things kind of on top of each other or in a sequence. When, when, when does it, you know, you've, you've done this for so long now and it's been postponed 10 times and it's gonna, you know, manifest itself in, in a bunch of different ways come August. Um, you know, including the, 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 the fashion collection and the music and, and, and all these things. When does it become art? When, when, when does it become art? When do you, when you feel like now, now it's art, when it's a process? Like, do you feel it all the time or is it like during these days or, or the, the subsequent it, it, reactions it's to it? It's uh, just the, uh, the, the word art is like, doesn't, doesn't serve its purpose anymore. It's like, it's not a, it's not a useful word anymore. Like, if I say art, you don't know what I mean. Or if you say art, I don't know what you mean. That's true. Like, I don't know if you mean a watercolor of a seagull in, at sunset, or if it means showing you boobs in the church in Russia. Mm. Uh, they can both be art. Um, so, it's, as a term, it doesn't fulfill any it doesn't fulfill the requirements of word need. If I say chair, you know, you and I both know that it's something you sit on. Mm. Art doesn't fulfill that uh, requirements anymore as a word. Um, at the same time, um, it is op that makes it open. So it's it's a good general description of something where you can act freely. And then, but you have to be aware of that it's not a word and that it is a word so you can play with those boundaries. If I say photography, it's much easier because then you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, so I, uh, you need to be aware of the meanings of those words in the dialogue with the viewer. Mm. It's, uh, uh, so what, is it ever important to use that term? Or is it like when you interact with um, real estate? company maybe then it's important because you know you know that you're not a designer or a fashion designer or a musician or is, is it is it those situations I mean do you yeah it, it does have a word it does have a social it puts it in a social context yeah. where when if I say architecture uh, people go oh, okay that's where but if I say art people go oh. and there's uh, it still has uh, it still has a, um, a connotation that is uh, freer, looser, and more open, and uh, people know that. I, I think when people he now hear the word art, they know that they should probably get out of their head and uh, get into feeling more than. Um, although the most common, um, the most common 
reaction to the word art is people will freeze up and say, oh, I don't know anything about art, I don't understand what that means. Yeah. Um, but hopefully there can be a, a shift where, where art can, can, where people can start to feel more confident with their own uh, feelings around art. That it's not something that only elite educated people understand. It is something that everyone can experience. Mm. So hopefully the word can change to mean, okay, this is not something I have to understand. It is something that I can experience. Could you, could you view art as a method then? A method to achieve something? You're talking about something you experience. So could art be the vehicle to have people experience that something, whatever, whatever right. that is? So, uh, so art can be a context. Yeah. Uh, this is an art exhibition. Oh, okay, now, okay, it's an art exhibition. And then you can use the preconceived ideas about that to challenge that, that mm. concept, uh, context which makes it even easier with photography because okay this is a photograph mm. okay yeah i know what that is it's a you know two-dimensional square thing probably on the wall depicting something uh and then it's like, oh it's not it's you can travel into it it comes out it's not even on the wall it's used something you can wear and, and it it plays music it, and so it's it then you have chat then you've taken uh, the, the context and the rules and limitations and then you challenge those mm. uh, in art that is uh, is is harder and vaguer because it's it's been done uh, and the, the word is less powerful but at the same time you can use some ideas about it and and, and um, just be aware of that just have to be aware of what the word means and it's even where you put it and what walls you you wear it it's it do you worry at all about any ramifications in terms of, I mean, you're doing a, a fashion collaboration with, you know, the biggest, the biggest fashion. I, I don't worry that much when it comes to this. Uh, it's definitely not, uh, I, am, I have a black belt in, in doubt and, and worry in life in general, but when it comes to, to art, I don't, for some reason, I don't worry so much. Is that part of why you've been successful, do you think? Uh, I don't, I've obviously been successful in finding a way, something to do that makes me worry less. Uh, so uh, yes, I'm successful, uh, you know, personally because when I'm when I'm involved with, with with my art, I don't worry about what other people might think or feel. I'm just following. Um, I'm just following um, some inner voice from up, down or up and I've, I've, I've been able to be more focused on that than the reactions like I don't work with handling other people's reactions that's not my job okay I'm, I'm not here to handle everyone's reaction to what I do I'm here to do what I do and then the reactions can be whatever they are and you're somehow able to disconsider that or not internalize that or I, much more than in other parts of life because in other parts of life I'm not uh, able to do that so it's almost like a, 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 um, it, it's an escape from that so in what part of life can you give an example of, of another part of life every other part of life <laughs> so like parenting or surfing or everything
And let me ask you a question that I've been curious about. That maybe this is a super silly question. Yeah. But is there are are you ever is there ever vanity involved in what you do? There's vanity involved in everything I do, except art. <laughs> I would say. Really? I I mean uh, I'm sure there is, but it, not when I, when it's like I do. Uh, obviously, I make a lot of art that I don't show, and some of it is made. Uh, I can tell when it's made for the wrong from the wrong uh, source. So uh, I would say that. Um, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of vanity in. I can. I can. Um, I can generate a lot of energy from vanity, and there is a lot of vanity and pride in me. But again, making while I I'm involved in art, making art, the vanity. It's just like I'm so focused on. It's like another system is. Is operating, yeah. and that is doesn't have time for. But it's more focused on finding the right uh, uh, hue of turquoise or not. Mm. But obviously, um, when it comes to everything else, I you know whether I should comb my hair or not, or what shoes to wear, or or um, um, I think. Vanity and pride is definitely a, a, um, a, a flaw in my character, a big flaw in my character. When it comes to your visuals, like how you perceive, like how you dress and stuff like that. Just in general, it seems like, um, like I'm, I, like I, in general, I, I, I am, I am, I'm an insecure person with a lot of doubts and questions about, you know, like I, I, I imagine everyone is, um, uh, you know, whether I'm good enough or not, or whether people will like me or not. Mm. But when I found art, uh, it was like in when, while I'm making art and even showing art, it's like that part of me is not present. Is that is that why you like it? Do you think is that why yeah, you found it? Like of course, that, is that yeah. the source of your entry point? I mean, obviously, it's it's an, it's an escape from everything that has to do with you know self criticism or uh, outer criticism huh. or uh, doubt, and, and it's it's a, that's why the project also is called the Great Escape. Yeah, because it's an escape from everything that is that is. Um, um, that is awful about being human, the insecurities and the, the uh, even the fact that we are now living and we will die, which is an awful thought. Uh, that we, uh, we, it's the same thing with making art. I make art and other people will judge it. It's, it's the same thing. But if you're able, and, and in some areas, uh, and when it comes to life, in general, I'm uh, not so good at it, but when it comes to art, I am obvious. I'm, I, I get involved enough so that I can ignore it or uh, not think about the fact that one day I will die. And yes, people will criticize this. Interesting. And but I, I, I think also that has to do with the fact that it's not made. 
by me, it's made more through me. Yeah. Like I'm not so in impressed with my own intellect, but things can happen through me for some reason. And I'm excited about seeing what that is. Mm. Uh, much more than everyone else is probably. And then if other people are interested in that as well. So if someone says, that's this, that looks great, that's fantastic. Uh, or if they say, that, look, that, that looks uh, awful, it doesn't really bother me because it's like, um, I, the intention was not to make other people think or feel mm. things. The intention was to just let it happen through me. Has that changed though? Because I, I just, I'm, I'm sort of stick on this vanity thing, but, but it interests me for some reason. Yep. Um, I mean, when I, you know, during the research, I, you know, I saw this awesome photographs of you in a, you know, awesome-looking suit in Miami, opening this exhibition. It's kind of like an image of like a successful artist right, doing right. his thing, like right. in the world stage, looking great. There's, you know, influential people around you, and if if you if you would have put that image in front of a, a you know someone from art school now, you would you would perhaps get the reaction, or I don't know, but, but at least a, a bunch of people would say like, that's the goal, end game, like that's right. a goal to achieve that, you know. Did you have that image, you know, prior to starting your career? What, has I, you, do you, have you, I mean, because I've certainly had it, you know, when I was 17, I wanted to be editor-in-chief of a magazine. That's right. like a, a thing in my mind, when, obviously when you get there, you know, the, 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 you have a different viewpoint. Uh, I'm, I'm well, there, there's two parts to that yeah. question. The, 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 the one part is like, yes, the image of the successful artist in a suit in Miami. It's like, okay, here's the exhibition. I have to be there. Mm. Which means that me as a person will impact the exhibition. Mm. I have to personally be a part of the exhibition. How, what type of role do I play in the exhibition? Like, what, where, what, if I would, you know, uh, 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 there, there are different, it's for me to fit in as a piece in the exhibition, which I am when I'm there. Mm. Uh, it's fairly easy to um, choose a role for that. Uh, it is a, just a role, but it's so like I could. But you think of it as a role. You don't. You, it, it's like definitely you, a role. Play, you're dressing up in a role. To I'm definitely dressing up to be a part of right. the visual exhibition. Mm. Uh, so uh, obviously, if I would walk in there dressed in an army suit uh, with medals, or, or it would uh, it would stand out. Mm. And the, if that would be part of the exhibition, I, I could do that. But now I, uh, I, I just want to be, uh, so I can choose whether I have uh, pink pants on or not, or no pants. Uh, that would affect the exhibition. Mm. So I can just choose what type of role I, I, me personally play in that, in the exhibition space. Right. Um, when it comes to uh, the dreams and roles, I, uh, my, I dreamed my whole childhood of be, becoming a star athlete, so a world champion athlete, uh, you know, from skiing to tennis to mm. golf. And in the end, um, the, the golf dream stuck quite a while, 
that's why like I told you that I came to the came to my first photography class yeah so the 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 dream of being a you know world champion athlete um, was strong for a long time until I discovered art but I didn't have any role models as uh, you know world-class artists so uh, if there's anything it is the 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 dream of being a you know international uh, champion that but that that doesn't come from art it comes from yeah. from uh, you know from from sports you still play golf uh yeah a little bit yeah, yeah. You play golf you surf you do these activities yeah do they affect your art at all or is it just pleasure I, you know, I make pictures of waves and mountains, and so I'm, I'm sure they do. Uh, but I, intellectually, I, I don't know how, but because it's not, it's sort of, um, um, I don't interfere with, uh, but I'm sure they do. But there's no conscious connection to it that you make? Uh, not an intellectual connection. No. Obviously, if I am around waves for three months, there might be pictures of waves. Mm. Uh, so th there, I'm sure there's a connection. But then again, I can still fly to Nepal and make pictures of mountains. So it's, um, I don't know. But what, what it does do, both golf and surfing, it, the, it gets me out of my head and into my body. It becomes, I, I, it's, a, it's a way for me to become more of a sense organ than uh, an intellectual thinker. Uh, so they have it just like meditation and yoga would do for other people. Mm. And so it, it, it's really effective like that. So it's a, it's a way for me to uh, find my core, find the, the inner, the inner um, make the voice, the guiding voice from inside, that doesn't have to come from inside me, it can come from somewhere else. It, it becomes more um, uh, clearer and louder. Mm. When I think of you, um, you know, besides from the, the art that you do and, and everything, uh, I know you have this history of sports and, and every time I visit your studio there's all these surfboards laying around. Uh, but there's also family. I'm more kind of curious about, some people will call it like lifestyle design. I right. think that's the term, like you, you, you sort of hack reality into spending four months on a, on a beach in a, uh, somewhere where you can surf with your family. Right. So that's, that's, it seems to me you've, you've made conscious decisions to design your world in a way that you can right. do the things that you want to do. So I'm, 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 it's I'm, been a conscious an unconscious decision at the same time, which makes it really strong, because it's like, um, it's a default mode. Yeah. I like, uh, why wouldn't I? And of course we can. Okay, we'll just gotta figure out how. Uh, so it, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, I, obviously, it, it doesn't make any sense at all to live full time in Sweden. It has, I, <laughs> I travel all the time for work. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would why would I live here all the time when the world is really big and there's great places to yeah. to visit? 
um, and then there's the then there would be limitations uh, like it's expensive. Well, it's not that expensive. Uh, it's uh, there has to you know, the kids have to go to school. Yeah, there's schools everywhere. Um, what if we miss an opportunity? Yeah, but you know, there's I miss opportunities all the time if I'm in Sweden. Mm. Um, so it it if it, it it just makes perfect sense more I, the, but the idea of staying in Sweden um, full time makes no sense uh, it's it, it just it it will be like um i guess it would be like being a surfer and, and well, living in a place where there's no waves uh, and, and, but there are too many things that doesn't happen here. But then they, you know, part of the year it happens here, and that's great. I guess I, what I'm aiming for here, in a way, is that the the way you do your art is sort of it's kind of like a limitless thing. It's like you 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 this, this just you do it at a grand scale. And it's bigger than the last thing you did, and it seems to me like you you consciously just expand and. In a way, that I think for many people living here in Sweden, you have your life and you work and your kids and everything. Just just to think about how to construct that reality that you constructed with your family is like unthinkable. But there's, there's, there's kind of this sense of anything is possible to the way you approach life or the world. Yeah, that's that's had, kind of connected to both. I've had so much evidence to the fact that everything is possible. I like. If I was, if I wasn't, um, if I didn't understand the fact that everything is possible, I would be dumb as. Uh, so to me, it's 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 been evident living life that and everything is possible. So where does that come from? It's, uh, it's a pivotal, you know, insight moment, no, eureka moment just, in your life. Uh, no, it just feels like uh, there's been a lot of moments stacked on top of each other. I think it. It came from when I also when I came to Florida and went to college, and the life that I built with you know with nothing, with just a group of friends, and uh, where it, it contained everything. You know, I could go to school and learn things, and not just art, but also you know business and English literature and psychology. You could you know you could play music. You could be in, uh, make art and uh, you can go surf it it's like I've had enough evidence of what is possible and then I've met enough people that have done things uh, on a way grander scale than I have so um, I, it would be impossible for me to just stay here and aim for the Stockholm market it would be absolutely impossible like it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't last a year. Do you think people should think more like you? Do you think people are stuck in their limitations? You no. Know, I mean, I've I've had I've lived in on I've been you know had my mail come to twenty seven different addresses through my forty six year old life. Mm. It's probably you know not. I'm I'm sure there's a diagnosis for that. Um, it's just that maybe I might just be a nomad 
or just be someone who's always um, on the run or always um, um, I, and I don't know if this pandemic and this year in Sweden will change that um, but it's uh, ever since I can, ever since I can remember I've been dreaming about living in San Diego and, uh, which I have and then it, it just it doesn't it doesn't make any the world is so small uh, so it doesn't make any sense any sense to not uh, explore it so what 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 sacrifices have you made in order to do what you do there's a lot of elements of uh, where I come from and my my background and my family and the, the city that I like but there's also a lot of elements of all those aspects that I don't like and have to run away from in order to um, uh, fully develop who I really am. Mm. There's so many limiting factors in um, in the role that I see myself playing uh, here in Sweden with I think every family every member of a family starts picks a role and they start to play that role in that family I think this city also uh, forces you to play a role um, and I think this country also forces you to play a role that the, the minute, the very first minute that I put my foot on American soil, those roles vanished and I was totally free. When you moved there for, for right. school? And the, the, the sense of freedom that it was like, okay, I don't have to play these roles anymore. I can just uh, relax and see who I will, uh, what will unfold and who I will be in, in that. It was, it was, uh, addictive and fantastic and I think uh, without that there would I, you know I wouldn't be anywhere near of doing what I do right now the same day that I was awarded the scholarship to go to Florida I also got accepted to the uh, business administration program at Uppsala Universitet mm. and I was seriously considering both options it's like sliding doors moment very sliding doors moment um, what was what was the fear? So, so look, take that sliding doors analogy. What could have happened with Jakob Fellander had you gone? There was that no around? real fear. There was just like I didn't, you know, didn't know. I didn't know what guiding star to use. No. Obviously, it makes sense to have a good education from a large Swedish university and yeah. you can stay in the same town you're sort of close to and be with the friends you've known your whole life and maybe met some new ones or you can just go to the other side of the world to do to a place you've never been to and do things you didn't know and it, uh, for, uh, uh, my oldest friend that I you know that I that I've known since I was one years old um, he was the only one who said, um, I'll never speak to you again if you don't take this chance. Whereas everyone else was thinking that we should, uh, of course you should stay here with us and you know, like, mm. let's do this together. And we're, you know, we're, 
So uh, that was um, a, a defining moment, and then it felt like um, one thing I didn't have to play the role that I was, and then the mix between being a somewhat, you know, grounded Swedish uh, person coming to America. Mm. especially for 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 boys or young men it, it, there's there's a good mix you get that extra turbo engine of anything is possible like i had a, i was i was it was a two i, I went there on the golf scholarship there was a two there was a layover in new york and then the flight down to jacksonville i flew over and i sat next to a swedish businessman or something and he he asked me what i was going to do and i said i'm going on a golf scholarship to Florida. And he said, oh, is that, you know, that must be, you know, there's the competition is really hard, right? And yeah. he said, how many, how many uh, golf pros are there that can live off it? And uh, it's good that you also get an education at the same time, because you always have something to fall back to. Very Swedish uh, yeah. reason. And then I changed seats. And for some reason, although I was long haired and 18, they upgraded me to business class. Which and I got to sit next, next to I sat next to an American businessman. He asked me what I was going to do. I said, yeah, "I'm on a golf scholarship uh, to Florida," but you know, uh, somewhat excusing that. And he's like, "Really? That is amazing! I might be sitting next to the uh, you know to the new uh, Tiger was wasn't playing then, but to the you know the next Arnold Palmer. I can't believe it. What's your name? I have to write it down. I will look for you in the future. I mean, this is amazing. I'm sitting here. I mean, I can't believe my luck." <laughs> That's great. Good luck. That's incredible. Which was, and then that uh, that changed my view of the world. That's a great story. But I, I also think I've met a lot of people that are uh, too much uh, in 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 a La La Land future. Yeah. So I think the mix between the Swedish dirt and the American. Um, uh, the glass is half full uh, mm. attitude is probably a good formula. How important is money for you? Uh, it's, it's obviously very important since uh, I can't, it's really expensive to do what I do. Mm. Uh, like extremely expensive. But it's probably not so important because I don't save any. <laughs> like I don't live large and I don't need champagne. Um, uh, everything that I earn goes back into my art. Like every penny. And um, I think it will probably continue. It's been so, been, that's what's happened for so long now, so it probably will continue. I'm sure that there are a lot smarter ways to do that. Um, so you have to be really smart about, like I have to, I have to make a lot of money to be able to do what I do. Mm. Um, so I have to be really smart about how to make money. Yeah. But uh, I don't get any energy from saving money and living uh, cheap. So it doesn't, money itself doesn't interest me at all. Like I'm, I'm, like I'm really uninterested in money as an item. I think one part of that is because my 
the days in my life where I lived off ten dollars a day uh, for eight years it was the you know richest and most luxurious days of my life. In what way? It's like just the the, the first in school in in. Uh, in Florida and in, in San Diego, where I literally had $10 budget a day, I could still have a car that run and I could have a surfboard and a guitar and uh, mm. I could play golf and I could learn, take art classes and work on art all day. And then after that, moving to New York, um, I started making some money, but it was really expensive to live there, so I, the budget was still, but it was still an exciting time. Um, knowing that, that, that was, those were eight really happy years and I had no money, uh, I think is a good, it didn't, it, 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 um, it was a good lesson to know that money does not equal happiness. Hmm. But no money equals no art project. Mm. Uh, so, it, uh, it, I I worry about money because I worry about not being able to uh, um, finance my projects, and I worry about money because I'm you know always right on the edge of, of running out okay uh, but I don't care about money in it as a, in itself and um, it just usually works out at the end of our last session we we started talking about uh, uh, blockchain and um, I find it really interesting that you are launching this project right now and perhaps the timing is better than ever to do it in August now so we'll see I just think that we are on the cusp of a, of a change in terms of how we view digital worlds mm -hmm. uh, metaverses how we view digital assets uh, obviously we've had this sort of hype of NFTs the, the past this spring of 2021 in my observation of what's going on in the many different fields, it feels like now it, it's kind of boiling in a way that, that it, it could explode and, and, and there are people really, you know, arguing that the metaverse, uh, the emergence of, of these blockchain technologies, the decentralized systems will become the next internet, basically, the next world that we will uh, live in. Um, I'm curious to hear, because uh, you've been into these concepts for a long time, uh, of course just generally your, your take on it I'm, I'm curious about, but I'm also curious because is this something you envision, like you, like you want your art to, to play out in this new world or these new worlds? Or is it more that you've used these tools as a part of your process? Like you've used AR as a way to just to just expand the art? Or and that comes back to the, the way I approached uh, art in general. I, I'm just following, uh, following the intuition and the guiding voices. So I might or I might not. I have no control of it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to control it either. Uh, <laughs> I find it so fascinating, right? you know, because I've been sort of obsessing about this as a 
journalist, as an editor, you, you uh -huh. observe what's happening in different worlds. Obviously, you had the Beeple thing and Christie's, and it's just enormous hype. And hypes are, you know, interesting to me. And and when I brought this up with you, we talked it in uh, beginning of May or or whatever. Not soon after the, mm -hmm. the hype. It turned out you were already there, and you had developed these these blockchain things. And you, uh, yeah, and since 2012, but it's been around in computer games for a long time. Yeah, no, but it, it, when you described this project, you didn't even bring it up. In, in, in you could have just jacked into this, you know. Yeah, but the, I mean, yeah. the, the wave is here in a way. You know, you can just yeah, the way. But but at, at, it is is a very small part of this project. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's there, and it may it might be smart, and you know, I am doing it. And but um, <laughs> it's it, nothing that I do has anything to do with hype or or what's hip or not or you know it, it, that it comes from a different source than the urge to be. Uh, the right time, the right place. You know. mm. It's I need to be in the right place, but that's not decided. That's not the, the external world uh, or the media does not has no. That's that's not the determining factor. It's from somewhere else, much deeper, and from inside or uh, through me somewhere. It has nothing to do with hype. And you know, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm not interested in. I've missed every. Hype and opportunity, and that there is—that's not what I do. Like I don't, um, I don't. It's—I am not a part of this world or society. I operate on the outside; it's next to it. I'm—I'm I'm not part of the dialogue even. I'm—I'm well, I, I'm in a different dialogue. Okay, so I get that, but there's another thing, there's another aspect to this which uh -huh. fascinates me, and I'm curious how you approach, I'm curious of your own process uh, in doing this, because I was so, I mean, I can't say I was surprised, but it's more like, okay, so here's another layer of, of the Jakob Fellander world, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, all you do now is, is doing all these layers, adding these layers uh -huh. to, to what you do, so... There must be some percentage of the time you spend in your studio or perhaps in the evenings doing uh -huh. research. I mean, there's a lot to learn here. There's a lot to research, a lot to understand in how these things work. Uh, maybe this goes back to the project manager, but this, this almost like this, there's gotta be a researcher in there as well that, that you know, finds out how these concepts work, but also finds the right partners to help course, you do them and, and so forth. So Absolutely. Do, do, does that come natural to you? Does, is, that, is that like you do research, you know, sometimes I do research just, I, I can't help myself, I just read a lot, you know. Uh, or do I, I you consciously like, I have to get into this area now, I have to understand how this works. I, yeah, I am a compulsive uh, researcher. Uh, of things that interest me, mm. like I always, I'm always reading four books at the same at the same time, and if I'm I'm mostly listening to them because I'm, I'm somewhat dyslectic, so it takes a long time for me to read books. But um, I do that as well. But I, I didn't have social media until just a short while ago, yeah. which means that I don't I do other things when people are on social media. I don't know how much time people spend on social media, but 
I've done other things. I've list, you know listened to books and and um, uh, done what you could call research. Most of it has you know been on uh, on, a, on a personal level, um, but a lot of it has to do with you know it could be anything about art or about politics or about golf or by biology. I am in general a curious person, so the, yeah. yes, that's. So you learn a lot uh, during the process, but um, the good thing about being an artist is that you don't have to prove things. You can sort of uh, uh, just throw out questions. Like my cryptocurrency doesn't have to be the most successful cryptocurrency a competitor to Bitcoin. It could just be, yeah, but what if we throw gratefulness in there? <laughs> Uh, then that's enough. Uh, I th again, it comes back to curiosity. But are there things, I mean, okay, so I get the, the process is kind of like you're seeing where this thing takes you in a way. Uh, are there things you're learning right now or doing research or, or finding out about that you, that you can see is going to be part of your art in the future? Um, well, like I don't know what's um, going to be part of my art in the future but um, I am interested in the fact that I can leave you know the my thoughts out of my art what if I could leave my thoughts out of my life or I should say the thoughts what do you mean by that uh, the thoughts in my head the constant chatter of mm. you know, things happening that gets quiet when I'm involved with art, um, what if, uh, what are ways to transfer that into life in general? Have you have you found anything, any technologies uh, or? Uh, you know, it's it's um, it's uh, maybe <laughs> we'll see. I read about a helmet you could put on your head that could achieve that. Yeah. Quietness somehow. Drugs, I guess, have, have people have tried know, drugs as well. Meditation, perhaps. Right, meditation. Is that. But, but uh, uh, it's, I'm not the only one uh, striving for that quest, but, but, uh, but it's something that, um, obviously, that's why I escaped into art. Mm. Uh, and this, it's the same thing, with I, I would say, with golf and surfing. Uh, but what if I could find a way to um, bring it, that into life? It almost sounds like you're trying to escape consciousness. Uh, or escape to consciousness. Well, yeah. uh, if consciousness is the opposite of the shatter in your sure, head, if sure. consciousness is the part that can observe the thoughts, yeah. uh, then maybe consciousness could uh, turn them off as well. Is there something we've missed? I mean, obviously, I feel like we can go uh, 10,000 different directions from here, but, and I would love to, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to where you are right now, are you hopeful? Do you, do you walk around feeling hopeful that when the big show is coming? Oh, uh, the big show is just a first step test uh, in, in a long uh, line of second, third, fourth, and fifth okay. steps, tests. So it's, this is, it's not a be-all, end-all. It's more like, okay, we have to 
materialize this to see how it plays out. Mm. Uh, so it's just a first beta version to see, okay, what, what is this, how do, if we bring these things together, is there synergy between them? Uh, so it's more like I'm really interested to see if there is synergy in between them. There's not really a goal more than, okay, what happens if we do this all together? Um, so, uh, I, yes, I will get some sort of uh, answer and information and learning from that. I'm just not sure what yet. Mm. Um, and that's, I guess, I'm curious. So it's a, it's a good place. Uh, it's a good place to be because you know I'm curious and excited that I will soon, um, you know, learn something about this. Uh, uh, it's important also to rig the process so that's you know that's where I'm what I'm after mm. what is what do we what it what because it's uh, that one factor in art is like okay one important question in art is like is this a good or bad painting yeah, no, it's the least important question whereas what is it for is a more productive question well, it was because uh, the painter wanted to impress mm. his audience or a girl or something. Or it's because he wants to sell it and make money. Or it's because he had a connection with something uh, inside of him and he wanted to explore if that made it, you know, also resonated in the viewer. Mm. Um, so there's so many different um, measurements uh, values that you need to be careful with what, which one you're using uh, so so uh, so yes observing yeah. observing and not uh, getting caught on the wrong um, measurement stick I'd say You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olson. This show was edited by Eric Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.